0: Disney files a lawsuit against Florida Governor Ron DeSantis over DeSantis' attempts to strip them of their special privileges. Joe Biden continues to prove his incompetence as the media fall into line. And Democrats find yet another cosplay civil rights hero. I'm Ben Shapiro. This is The Ben Shapiro Show. This episode is brought to you by Good Ranchers. Free bacon, great meat, a secure price, and extra 20 bucks off with my code, Ben. Head on over to goodranchers.com and use my code, Ben, for 20 bucks off your order. All righty, so Disney apparently wants to make an in-kind contribution to Ron DeSantis' presidential campaign. They've now filed the lawsuit attempting to stop Ron DeSantis from stripping them of their magical special privileges that have been granted them over the course of the last half century in the state of Florida. Remember, all of this began because Disney decided to insert itself for no good reason at all into the debate over the Florida Parental Rights in Education Act, which was designed to simply prevent The Sexual Orientation and Gender Identity Indoctrination of Small School Children, K through eight in the United. It originally started K through three. Now it's extended maybe K through eight, K through 12 here in the state of Florida. And Disney decided to sign into that debate. And then after they were basically not wrapped on the knuckles by Governor DeSantis, said, listen, stay out of this. This is not your purview. After they did that, they decided to double down on all of that. And then they paid the price. And the, pay, the price they paid is that they have a special district made just for them. The Reedy Creek District, it was special tax privileges. They essentially got to run the place as their own private fiefdom. Essentially, they got to do all the zoning. It was not an elected body. It was, it was essentially just a giant tract of land, a huge tract of land that was owned by Disney and governed by Disney. And DeSantis and the Florida legislature, they said, listen, you do not get to act as sort of a Vatican inside the state of Florida in which you get to dispose, dispense, papal doctrines to the rest of the state of Florida. That's not what you're here for. You are here to provide services to the citizens of Florida, but you are not here to essentially be your own political body in the state of Florida. You have a privilege no one else in Florida has. There are lots of theme parks in Orlando, Universal Studios in Orlando, SeaWorld's in Orlando. There's a lot going on in that particular area. You can just go back to being like any of the other competitive businesses over there and you don't get your special magical tax district. So Disney now is saying that this is discriminatory. And no, 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 they get they get to do whatever they want. They get to not only get the special tax exemptions and all of the all the abilities to run their own giant tract of land. Not only do they get to do that, they then get to insert themselves in every political controversy in the state of Florida, whether it affects their business or whether it does not affect their business. Now, listen, on a normal level, should businesses be able to speak out about politics whenever they want? Sure, they should. And then the consequence would be just like what happened with Bud Light. Boycotts on the business. And Disney, of course, has taken it on the chin in terms of the generalized market over the course of the last several years, in no small part because they've decided that the sexual indoctrination of children is apparently on their radar, something they need to do. Wokeness has overcome their better business sense. But there's something else going on here, too, which is that Disney was benefiting from, again, a special arrangement with the state of Florida in which they were exempt from certain rules that all other businesses in the state of Florida were exempt from. And that comes with strings. Anytime you make a deal with the government that comes with strings, that is true for everyone. You take some sort of special bag of cash from the government, there will be strings attached. This is true for literally all the things. It's true even for state governments. This is famously how the federal government got state governments to raise the drinking age in a lot of states. They basically said your federal highway funding is going to be linked to the drinking age. There are always strings attached. Disney should have known that. Disney did not know that. And so they got clocked over the head with a two by four. Well, now they're filing a lawsuit filed in federal court in Tallahassee. It came at minutes after a new board that DeSantis named to oversee the district covering the company's theme parks declared null and void agreements that Disney struck in February. Right before this new government board was supposed to come in and oversee Reedy Creek, Disney signed a bunch of supposedly binding contracts that would essentially tie the hands of the new board in governing the area. And the new board came in, they're like, you know what, no, that's not how any of this works. You don't get to sign a contract on your way out that binds us because we fundamentally disagree with the idea that you essentially rule the place now. You don't. The suit alleges violations of several provisions of the U.S. Constitution and names the five DeSantis appointed board members and other officials. It says the board's action Wednesday was the latest strike against the company. The complaint says this government action was patently retaliatory, patently anti-business, and patently unconstitutional. But the governor and his allies have made clear they do not care and will not stop. Now, again, this is actually, what what DeSantis did here is significantly less intrusive than what, for example, Mayor Thomas Menino and the mayor of Boston did. Back when Chick-fil-A was essentially thrown out of the city, he said, we will not even zone you. We won't like we'll, we'll make special exemptions just for you, meaning every other business will have their business approved. But we don't want you in the city. Ron Manuel in Chicago said something similar about Chick-fil-A because the founder of Chick-fil-A was a backer of traditional marriage. And nobody said boo on the left at the time, obviously. Even though this was obviously anti-business discrimination, meaning it was a specific business that was being being given special rules. In this particular case, a business with special rules already applying to it is having those special rules taken away. That's the whole point. Taryn Fensky, a spokesperson for Governor DeSantis, said, quote, we are unaware of any legal right a company has to operate its own government or maintain special privileges not held by other businesses in the state. She says this lawsuit is yet another unfortunate example of their hope to undermine the will of the Florida voters and operate outside the bounds of the law. Disney is asking the court to declare the board's actions unlawful and unenforceable for various reasons, including violating the U.S. Constitution's Contracts Clause. Again, first time the left has cited the Contract Clause in decades. Unlawfully taking Disney's property rights in violation of the Takings Clause. Again, it is, you don't have a property right to a special privilege that you got from the government in the first place. And arbitrarily voiding Disney's agreements in violation of the Due Process Clause. Well, no, I mean, there was due process. You lost an election, essentially, and now you pay the price. That's not, that's not the way this works. It argues the board also flouted the company's First Amendment rights by retaliating against it. Juan Carlos Planas, former Republican lawmaker who has taught law school courses about Reed Creek's legal structure, said the lawsuit makes some persuasive arguments Is I think Disney has an extremely strong case. They have an extremely impressive legal team, including Daniel Petroselli, who's represented a host of high profile clients. Republican State Representative Randy Fine, who last year filed one of the bills targeting Disney's district, said the company sued in the belief it's entitled to special privileges. Quote, to equate being treated in the same way as your competitors to punishment shows a stunning level of arrogance that will not stand in the state of Florida. Again, the apparent trigger for the lawsuit was action on Wednesday morning by the Central Florida Tourism Oversight District Board of Supervisors, which now oversees the Walt Disney World Resort. In February, DeSantis signed law into law legislation renaming the district and ending Disney's control of it. And they criticized agreements cemented by Disney in February. And they came in and they just voided the agreements. So we'll see how this plays out legally. But one of the things that's fascinating is how this is sort of broken into the open inside of the Republican primary. And you can see how Republicans are lining up with sort of the old school Republican Party, which is very nervous about corporate power, and the new school Republican Party, which is like, no, I, I think that we, if you decide that you are going to poke your head up in areas where you do not belong, Especially being given government privileges, you will be clocked for it. We'll get to that momentarily first. The economy, as you may have noticed under Joe Biden, it sucks. It's not good. And so if you can lock in prices on things right now, that's really not a terrible idea. That's particularly true when you're talking about something vital to your life, like the best meat in all the land. Let me give you three good reasons to subscribe to Good Ranchers. First, Good Ranchers is giving you, not me, free bacon for your I can't do bacon. That's a pound and a half of bacon in every box at $240 value. Second, Good Ranchers offers a price lock guarantee, meaning when you subscribe, your price will not change for the length of your subscription. When the price of meat is expected to increase by another 4.5% in the coming year, this could be a huge savings for you and your family. Third, Good Ranchers meat is unlike any other. Their all-natural burgers, USDA prime steaks, and better than organic chicken will change your standard for great meat. Producer Savvy, she just had a wonderful baby, and our friends at Good Ranchers are sending her some of their best steaks. The last thing a new mom needs is a last-minute run to the store. Savvy was jabbering just this morning about how awesome this was. Ditch the checkout lines and enjoy more time with your family knowing dinner is covered with Good Ranchers. Head on over to GoodRanchers.com. Use my code Ben for 20 bucks off your order. Again, you get the free bacon, great meat, secure price, 20 bucks off your first order. Use promo code Ben at GoodRanchers.com. GoodRanchers.com, American meat delivered. So the reaction to Disney versus DeSantis has been quite fascinating inside the Republican primary. So first of all, there is a, a new Harvard-Harris poll asking voters if they approve or disapprove of DeSantis' actions to limit Disney's self-government. Overall, 56% of Americans supported DeSantis' attempt to limit Disney's autonomy. Now, again, it's all in the phraseology of the poll. So if you'd phrase this as, do you approve of Ron DeSantis' attempts to crack down on Disney's free speech? Then presumably most Americans would be like, I never heard of anything like that. That sounds bad. But if you actually turn it into what it is, which is Disney taking away special privileges that were given to Disney in the first place, the is doing that. And then all of a sudden the poll numbers jump. Right, so 56% support, 44% oppose. Among independents, 54% support, 46% oppose. Even among Democrats, 42% support the special tax district exemptions being taken away from Disney. Okay, so this is actually a broadly popular policy. The media are trying to play this as though this is not a popular policy. That of course is not true. But what's fascinating is the dynamic inside the Republican Party. So, so far, a bunch of Republicans who are running for president have stacked up against DeSantis on this thing, presumably because they are trying to run against DeSantis, but also because they seem very uncomfortable with the idea of challenging corporate power in the political sphere, which is very strange. Now, again, I'm a person who's about as laissez-faire on economics as it is possible to get. I'm very, very free market oriented. With that said, when corporations decide to become essentially tools of the Democratic Party, and when they do so, While having special tax districts, it is not out of bounds to take away their special privileges. Those special privileges do not come with no strings attached, obviously. And Democrats have been playing this game with corporations for literally years, where they take sort of quasi-control of corporations through threat of legislation. They do this all the time. This is what they did with social media. You wonder why? Facebook, YouTube, all these companies decided they were suddenly going to start censoring people from saying things about five, six years ago. It's because Democrats in the aftermath of 2016 decided pretty openly they were going to threaten every major social media corporation with the prospect of legislation coming down on their heads if they didn't do the bidding of the Democrats. So to pretend that the Democrats are not already playing this game is silly. They've been playing this game for years and years and years, which is why corporate America has responded by moving in a left-leaning direction. If you wish to establish parity, there has to be equal and opposite pressure from the right. Now Donald Trump has already come out and said he doesn't understand why DeSantis is going after Disney, which is a very weird move for Trump. Again, Trump being the guy who's supposedly, you know, very in the know about business and a person who, as a real estate investor, has worked closely with local governments. He understands, I mean, he, this was his pitch in 2016. He would say pretty openly, I, I know how the sausage is made. And, and so I'm the person who can essentially unmake the sausage because I know how it was made in the first place. Now he is siding with Disney. Another person who is siding with Disney is apparently Nikki Haley. Again, I like Nikki. I mean, I, I think that and Nikki is a wonderful person. She did a great job as U.S. UN ambassador. However, Her take on this is really peculiar. What's even more peculiar is the language she's using, and it's leading people to speculate today that that Governor Haley is actually lobbying to be Trump's VP. The reason people are picking up on this is listen to the language she uses here. So she goes on Fox News and she essentially criticizes DeSantis for going after Disney.
1: They're alleging that the Republican governor has waged a, quote, relentless campaign to weaponize government power over the company. What is your reaction to that as we still have yet to see him jump officially into the race? You know, As governor, I took a double-digit unemployment state and I turned it into an economic powerhouse. Businesses were my partners, because if you take care of your businesses, you take care of your economy, your economy takes care of the people and everyone wins. And so that's the way we dealt with it. We are, South Carolina was a very anti-woke state, it still is, and if Disney would like to move their hundreds of thousands of jobs to South Carolina and bring the billions of dollars with them, I'll let them know, I'll be happy to meet them in South Carolina.
0: And then she went on, and this is the key part of the clip. She went on to suggest that DeSantis was being, quote unquote, sanctimonious. Now, the reason that that is important is because that is the exact language of Donald Trump, right? That is his dumb nickname for DeSantis. "sanctimonious." She actually tweeted out, hey, Disney, my home state will happily accept your 70,000 jobs if you want to leave Florida. We've got great weather, great people. It's always a great day in South Carolina. South Carolina is not woke, but we're not sanctimonious about it either. Now, again, the the use of the word sanctimonious is obviously redolent of the the Trump nickname for DeSantis. So people are speculating, Okay, Nikki is not really very competitive in any of the polls right now. She's down in the in the mid single digits. And so maybe she's actually just lobbying Trump sort of from the outside by attacking DeSantis on all of this. Now, one thing is important to note when you say we partner with business. Yes, government government makes it easier for business to do business, but not when the businesses decide that they are going to deploy their resources against the voting will of the people of the state. It is one thing for a business to lobby for lower tax rates or to lo- lobby if they want for higher tax rates. It's one thing for corporations to lobby for different labor laws. It is another thing for corporations to try to sign into a debate over whether kids, aged seven, should be forced in public school to learn that boys can be girls and girls can be boys. If corporations start to do that sort of stuff, Then as a Republican, it is not your job to say we partner with this business because this business creates jobs. It is your job to protect the children who you are supposedly elected to protect. It is very odd to me that you are going to allow allegiance to a sort of business mentality to overrule basic common sense. And essentially, your most important job, protection of the innocence of kids. It's a very weird move. And the fact that there are so many Republicans who are very awkward about this is one of the reasons why, by the way, Trump was elected in the first place in 2016, running as an outsider. One of the things that really is kind of phenomenal and, and interesting about what's happening in the 2024 election is that many of the people who signed on to the Trump train, very early adapters, and like Peter Thiel, for example, is an early adapter on, on the Trump train. They they said Trump is bringing something new. Trump is shaking up the nature of politics. He's breaking some of the boundaries with regard to sort of the corporate Republican matrix. Right? Suddenly he's reaching out to blue collar people and he's saying corporations, you know, you guys take a backseat. Right? That, that was sort of the pitch. But A lot of those same people are very uncomfortable with the thing that actually drove Trump in 2016. What drove Trump in 2016 was not just that people were upset with sort of the corporate Republican matrix. One of the things that drove that is the fact that people thought that corporations were not just oriented against them in terms of international trade or something. They really thought corporations, correctly, are are motivated against them in terms of the way they actually live. The, The dirty little secret of 2016 when it comes to the actual issues is that social policy drove as much, if not more, than economic policy. Everybody keeps trying to intellectualize the Trump movement in 2016 into an economic policy argument. It was not an economic policy argument. It was an argument of whether there were elites in our society who disdained the common man, who look at the people who go to church in Indiana and say, those people work at a factory, those people go to church, those people don't have my values on same-sex marriage, transgenderism, and woke race issues. And so those people are bad. And then Trump came along and said, I don't think you're bad, I think you're good. And a lot of those people resonated to Trump for specifically that purpose. So it's very weird to see a lot of the people who originally adopted Trump, apparently including Trump when it comes to this Disney issue, suddenly running away from that issue. That is not an issue you should run away from. That's an issue you should embrace. And by the way, I mean, Trump is leading DeSantis right now in the polls. He could easily do that. Giving DeSantis an opening to attack him is very weird politics for sure. And again, he speaks. It's Republican discomfort with its own socially conservative base. That Republican discomfort with the socially conservative base is going to be a real net negative for them. It's the reason why. There's a story yesterday that the RNC at their latest event actually was serving Bud Light. Are you guys out of your minds? What are you doing? Why would you possibly think that is a good idea? We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, you might find yourself stressed out by the failing economy or the state of our culture, but finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, that doesn't have to be stressful. This year, mothers, they are the most important people in the world. And yes, all of them are women. Well, Jen, you sell is dedicated to helping you find the perfect gift for your loved ones and to prove it, they are currently offering over 70% off their most popular package. Plus, for the first time ever, Genu is including both the Ultra Retinal and Dark Spot Corrector with every purchase of their most popular package. Don't miss out on this amazing deal just in time for Mother's Day. GenuCell's Ultra Retinal contains a powerful retinal alternative. It's safe to use on your skin in the summer sun. Their Dark Spot Corrector helps reduce the appearance of dark marks and sunspots. I've been getting ready for the arrival of our fourth child, as you know, Sleep will soon be very hard to come by. That means they're going to get the bags under the eyes. I'm going to be using GenuCell like nobody's business. Head on over to GenuCell.com slash Shapiro. Save over 70% off GenuCell's most popular package during their Mother's Day sale. Plus, you get a complimentary Spa Essentials box with every package order from now until Mother's Day. GenuCell will even give you a free upgrade to priority shipping. That's GenuCell.com slash Shapiro. Again, GenuCell.com slash Shapiro. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First, you may have noticed we're experiencing a ton of global instability as primary season continues. How are you protecting your family in the midst of all of this chaos and nonsense? The fact is, there is one asset that has withstood famine, war, political and economic upheaval, dating all the way back to biblical times. That, of course, would be gold. It's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold can help you create a well-thought-out, balanced investment strategy that'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold without paying a penny out of pocket. Diversify into gold today. Just text BEN to 989898 for a free info kit. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to check out Birch Gold today. Text Ben to 989898. 98 98. Claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Smart investors diversify. And when you look at the pace of inflation over the past several years, you can see financial instability is the new way of the world. Text Ben to 989898 98 98 to get started with Birch Gold today. Text Ben to 989898 98 98 and talk to my friends over at Birch Gold. And so again, this sort of divide that's emerged in the Republican Party between the people are comfortable with the social conservatives and the people who are very uncomfortable with the social conservatives, that divide is going to be a real problem for the Republican Party going forward, because the reality is that as the social left moves ever, ever more to the crazy left, as that happens more and more, there will be more people who now find themselves in the quote unquote socially conservative box. You're now finding people who consider themselves socially conservative, at least to the extent they would vote Republican, simply because they reject the idea that boys can be girls and girls can be boys. See, right now, inside the Republican Party, there are a bunch of people who are kind of okay. For example, with same-sex marriage, but are really, really opposed to the hard left and their attempts to indoctrinate kids into the cult of gender identity. That, like, if, if Republicans run away from that, which is what they're doing when they run away from the Disney fight, I don't know what the logic is, and it's one of the things that has led to the rise of populism. So Tucker Carlson last night he finally put out his first statement after being fired by Fox News. So first he was photographed. I mean, the, I got to say Tucker's very good at this, and. Yesterday, Tucker was photographed. He was kind of jetting around Boca Grande, which is in uh, the other side of Florida from, from where, I, where I am in South Florida. And uh, he was jetting around with his wife laughing, which uh, is, you know, very Tucker and very typical and showing that he's not been broken by his firing. Now, Tucker put out a statement yesterday, like a spoken statement. Uh, here he was talking. When honest people say what's true calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope. See you soon. CCC soon, obviously, is a threat to many of the people who fired Tucker in the first place. But the reason for Tucker's popularity now is the same as the reason for Trump's popularity back in 2016, which is he is not presumably going to let anybody prevent him from saying the things that he thinks are true, even if they are, quote unquote, corporate interests. This is, his, this is Tucker's pitch. This is his entire pitch. The reason for the, the, the sort of durable popularity of Tucker versus some other people who you know, have sort of fallen out of the public view is because he is channeling a feeling among many Republicans that they have been abandoned by the people at the top of their own party, that they've been abandoned by many of their, their leaders, that those people are more concerned with their own sort of priorities than they are with the priorities of their own voters. Tucker represents that. That's why many people were so angry at his firing, obviously. And, and so, you know, the, the fact that there are Republicans in the race who are, who are playing sort of the other side of the Disney table, it's bewildering, it's bad strategy. I don't, I don't understand it. The Asa Hutchinson Republicans, are not; they don't exist. I don't know who thinks they do. And running as as sort of slightly harder-edged Asa Hutchinson ain't going to do it. Asa Hutchinson is the former governor of Arkansas who's launched a quixotic campaign to to run for the presidency. And it's just a giant fail. Here, Here was his campaign launch speech yesterday.
1: I bring that same vigor to a fight in another battle. And that battle is for the future of our country and the soul of our party. Today, I am announcing that I am a candidate for president of the United States. In this campaign for president, I stand alone in terms of my experience, my record and leadership.
0: I knew John Kasich just dropped. That's exciting stuff right there. Okay, guess what? He's going nowhere. He's going nowhere because most Republicans in the base understand the fight. Asa Hutchinson does not appear to understand the fight. Okay, just one second. We'll get to what Republicans are actually fighting, namely a doddering old man with the universal support of the mainstream media. First, the Silicon Valley Bank failure, you know, for, for people who didn't notice it, what actually happened there is that basically Silicon Valley Bank bet on the credibility of the U.S. government. They bought a bunch of bonds. Then the U.S. government inflated and they raised the interest rates because of the inflation to cut down on the interest to, to cut down on the inflation. And when they did that, all of the old bonds that Silicon Valley Bank had bought were now worthless. And so they caved in. All their assets were just worth nothing, basically. Well. That is the fault of the federal government, and this is what happens when you trust the federal government with regard to things like inflation and with regard to things like the dollar. It's one of the reasons why it is smart to diversify into things like precious metal, which is why I've bought gold from Birch Gold in preparation for those uncertain economic times. Gold can help you hedge against inflation. Its value tends to rise when the cost of living increases. Unlike other assets like paper currency, the supply of gold is limited. That can help maintain its value over time. If you're looking for a smart and safe investment opportunity, get in touch with my friends over at Birch Gold. They can help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA and precious metals. Text Ben to 98, 98, 98 Get a free info kit on gold. Start investing in your financial future today. We've got an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Thousands of happy customers. Countless five-star reviews. Birch Gold. It's the company I trust. You should trust them too. Text Ben to 98, 98, 98 today to get started. Okay, so meanwhile, all these Republicans who are competing to run against Joe Biden, you know, they, they better understand their own base and the mood of the country. Joe Biden doesn't have to understand anything. He doesn't even have to understand where he is at any given time because the legacy media have decided to just defend him. Since 2008, the real shift in the country. You want to know one of the reasons why the country has split so far apart? One of the reasons is the legacy media used to at least bat an eye toward the truth. Then, after Barack Obama was elected, they just decided it was now their job to defend the president. That was it. It was over. You saw the same thing in the world of comedy. Comedy and journalism in many ways mirror each other in terms of sort of their cultural feel. You remember, before 2008, SNL used to actually make fun of Democrats sometimes. Then Obama was elected and comedians came out and they said things like, there's just no way to there's no way to make jokes about this guy. He's just too magical. It's almost almost terrible to make jokes about him. It's like making fun of God. If they actually believed in God, they make fun of God all the time. But this is this was their the journalists did the exact same thing after Obama was elected. It was their job to make sure that the great light bringer was always defended. Well, now they've just carried on that routine because it went straight from Obama's the great Lightbringer who must be defended to Donald Trump is Satan and therefore must be defeated." And now moving forward into 2024, they're maintaining the Trump is Satan and must be defeated. And they're also trying to hang very awkwardly that halo on a doddering old fool who doesn't know where he is at least 37 percent of the time. It's amazing to watch them try to turn Joe Biden into Barack Obama. It's very weird. And obviously, Joe Biden is not. He's not a talented politician. He's 80 years old. He is he's losing his faculties. Yesterday, for example, Joe Biden actually lied about the hospital where he was born.
1: Think about it this way. My grandpa, who I never met, he died in the same hospital I was born in two weeks before I was born. No, that's not true. His grandpa
0: died in Baltimore, Maryland, in September of 1941. Biden wasn't born until the following year, November 1942, in a completely different state, Scranton, Pennsylvania. But again, none of that matters because Biden is only running, presumably because tr- they think Trump's on the other side. So here was Joe Biden basically admitting that yesterday. He was asked, "Would I be run? Would he be running?" if Trump was not running on the other side, he's I don't know about him.
1: To be clear, though, you just said, I know him well. Did Donald Trump's decision to run affect yours? Would you be running if he wasn't? Yeah, I think I still would be running if he wasn't. I, I do know him well. And he's not hard to know, as you know. You know him well, too. Um, and uh, the question is whether or not, uh, look, there's, just, uh, there's more to finish the job. We have an opportunity to put ourselves in a position where we are economically and politically secure for a long time.
0: Oh, so he, yeah, he, he wouldn't be running. He, he would anyway, probably, except for not. He he would not. If Trump were not running, it is very doubtful that Joe Biden would be running right now. But how deeply in, in his pocket are the media? I mean, it really is incredible. So yesterday, video emerge of Joe Biden taking out of his pocket a sheet. Okay, we're going to get to the contents of the sheet in just a moment. This is during the Q&A. So he uh, he takes out of his pocket a sheet. It is a cheat sheet. On it is a picture of the Los Angeles Times White House reporter, Courtney Subramanian, not just a picture of her. And it has like her actual name pronounced out there, Subramanian, Los Angeles Times, picture of her. Question number one, foreign policy slash semiconductor manufacturing. And then it actually has like a transcript of her question. The reporter then asked, your top economic priority has been to build up U.S. domestic manufacturing in competition with China, but your rules against expanding chip manufacturing in China that's hurting South Korean companies that rely heavily on Beijing. So he takes it out. He's basically got a transcript of the question, and that's exactly the question he receives.
1: Now we're going to take some questions. The first question is from Courtney of Los Angeles Times. That's amazing.
0: So they're literally pre-screening questions from the journalist for this dullard with pictures, with pictures. Of the journalists. Also, it is amazing. Every single time they print out something for him, they treat him like he is a three-year-old child. It says on it, every time it says you, it says she's going to ask you. You is all in caps, as though the man can't read. It's an amazing thing. This is the president of the United States that we're talking about right here. So, the way the media are now dealing with this White House is... Joe Biden refuses to do a press conference where he just answers open questions. When he does answer questions, he has a pre-approved list of journalists. I mean, he's betrayed this several times before. He keeps going in conference being like, hey, tell me uh, who I can call on, so I'm going to call on you. Bob, let me read the transcript of your question. And then the journalists just go along with this. They're totally fine with it, apparently. Now, what makes this significantly worse is the fact that the media gives zero craps at all, zero craps at all about their own. So why has there not been, as far as I'm aware, a single serious question to Joe Biden about his handling of the situation concerning Evan Gershkovich, Evan Gershkovich, rather? So why has there been no serious question about this? So Gershkovich is, of course, the Wall Street Journal reporter who has now essentially been kidnapped and held in prison by the Russians. So now you have three different media outlets. This would be the Washington Post, the Wall Street Journal, and the New York Times all putting out an ad with hashtag I stand with Evan. They are putting this ad in all three of their papers in full page color ad, urging support of the Biden administration in fighting for the release of Gershkovich. The ad's running for free in the national editions of all three papers. They say we continue to be shocked and outraged over the wrongful arrest of Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich, who was imprisoned by the Russian government for no reason other than news gathering. As editors and publishers of some of America's largest news organizations, we are united in calling for his immediate release. Reporting is not a crime. And then they say, over the past month, we've watched our industry not only rally around Evan, but stand up for journalism and the importance of a free press. We also encourage support from the U.S. government, including President Biden and the White House. Wow. Strong words there, guys. You encourage support from the president of the United States. Wow. I mean, don't 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 bruise your knuckles there. That's that's getting pretty harsh. But they won't ask him a single question. So all of these newspapers will submit their questions in advance to the current president of the United States about all other topics, but none of them. We'll ask him straight up about the kidnapping and, and imprisonment of an American journalist. But they'll take out ads in their own newspapers to do this sort of stuff. To it. Like, don't you know anyone at the White I feel like I should actually know people at the White House since apparently you work for them. It's truly an, an embarrassment. The media, are they're an embarrassment. That is, that is amazing, amazing stuff. You want to know why Joe Biden thinks he can sleepwalk his way to reelection? This would be the reason when you have the entire media who have been activated on your side. It means there are no harsh questions about the way you run your policy. There is now no distinction between the Democratic Party, the legacy media. I mean, seriously, Jen Psaki moved directly from the White House to MSNBC doing precisely the same job. And the dolts over at The View. Here's Whoopi and The View yesterday saying it's time to fall in line behind the great leader. Sure, he's wandering into walls. We might bump our heads together with him. But the collective IQ points that tally less than double digits over at The View, they say it's time to fall in line,
1: gang. Democrats, I don't know why you're talking about, you know, who's the person to do the job is doing the job. Yeah. You get behind him and we won't have a problem. The minute you start making inroads, or maybe this person, or maybe this person, we're, we're done for. Also, so make a decision, make a decision. Also, he, Are, he needs another four years to finish the job. You can't fight fascism in four years only. No. You need eight years for that.
0: You can't fight fascism in four years? I mean, technically speaking, America did fight fascism in four years. Like with actual soldiers. I mean, just put it. I mean, like we entered the war in 1941. The war was over by 1945. So technically you can. I mean, like, but put aside the technical history, which I wouldn't expect Joy Behar to know because she literally knows zero things. That's amazing thing. She needs to finish the job of fighting fascism. Oh my God, these people, these people. But there's no distinction. Again, Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg are exactly the same as the editors at the New York Times, Washington Post, and apparently members of the Wall Street Journal, at least the news gathering side amazing stuff there. This is what Republicans are up against. And you know what they can't do at this point? Kowtow to corporate interests in order to placate those corporate interests. It's an absurdity on its face. And in just one second, we'll get to the continuing incompetence of Joe Biden's team because it truly is quite amazing. First, we have a very cute dog. His name is Happy. Happy is a wonderful Havanese. He just uh, had his, uh, the groomer came. Not, not like uh, not like Disney, like the actual dog groomer. and uh, and And groomed Happy. And Happy is just He's a very handsome dog. He plays with our kids all day. Such a, such a nice dog. We want Happy to live a long, healthy, happy life, which is why we started giving him rough greens every morning. The dog food you've been giving your dog, that is dead food. It doesn't have a lot of nutritional value. Look at it. Brown food. Would, would you eat that? Green food is what he needs. Rough greens. Boost Happy's food back to life. You can do the same for your dog. You don't have to go out and buy new dog food. You just sprinkle rough greens on their food every day. It contains all the necessary vitamins minerals your dog is not getting from their regular dog food. Happy, enjoys the rough greens. He is healthier. He is more playful. Rough greens is the only supplement your dog will ask for by name. Rough greens. I get the joke. It's a pun. It's a pun. It's a dad joke. Naturopathic Dr. Dennis Black, founder of Rough Greens, is so confident this product will improve your dog's health. He's offering my listeners a free jumpstart trial bag. Go to freeroughgreens.com slash Ben. Let Rough Greens bring your dog's food back to life. That's free ruffgreens.com slash Ben today. Or call 833-MY-DOG-33. That's 833-MY-DOG-33. Go check them out. FreeRoughGreens.com slash Ben today. Also, in stores across America, all the prices for the things you love are going up, but not at the Daily Wire store. Right now, you can get a huge discount on some amazing Daily Wire shirts, hats, accessories, and more during our biggest clearance sale ever. You can save on some great items like Candace hats, Let's Go Brandon gear, and funny stuff that ridicules the woke and all the woke superstars who rightfully deserve it. People like AOC, Kamala, Tony Fauci, Chief Elizabeth Warren, and of course, Sleepy Draw. Don't wait. Head on over to Daily Wire store. Save big on some great items during our mega sale. that ends tomorrow. Go to dailywire.com shop today. Also, Crane & Company, our sports friends, they are hosting a 2023 NFL Draft live stream tonight, Thursday, April 27th. They'll be taking bets, providing in-depth analysis on draft picks and the upcoming season. They'll also be having some very special guests. Tune in at 7.45 p.m. Eastern time. You're not going to want to miss what they will do if they hit 100,000 subscribers during the stream. So there are many things that the media should be paying attention to. Obviously, there is a kidnapped journalist who they don't seem to care enough about to actually ask questions of the Biden administration, but they also will ask no difficult questions of the Biden administration on subjects like the transing of the children. So the Department of Justice, the federal DOJ, is now directly challenging a Tennessee law that bans the hormonal sterilization and surgical mutilation of minors. This is what your federally elected, federally funded Department of Justice does. This is what they now do. They've put out a press release calling this, quote, critical medically necessary care for transgender youth. They say the Justice Department today filed a complaint challenging Tennessee Senate Bill 1, a recently enacted law that denies necessary medical care to youth based solely on who they are. No, actually, it bans it to everyone. No matter who you are, if you are a boy, we're not going to shoot you full of estrogen and stunt your growth, and we are not going to then chop off your penis. It doesn't matter how you identify. Actually, that's what it means. The complaint alleges that SB1's ban on providing certain medically necessary care to transgender minor violates the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause, except for, again, this is a surgery and hormone treatment regimen that is not really medical. Not only is it not really medically necessary, it's medically damaging, very obviously. There is no evidence to suggest none, any correlation between so-called trans affirming care and reduction in suicidal ideation rates. But it doesn't matter. They're going to push this crap anyway. The department is asking the court to issue an immediate order to prevent the law from going into effect July 1st, 2023. SB1 makes it unlawful to provide or offer to provide certain types of medical care for transgender minors with diagnosed gender dysphoria. Again, the fact that we are now treating a mental condition as though it is, in fact, not a mental condition. It is, in fact, a, a status. Being transgender is like being black. is absurd. It's ridiculous. SB1's blanket ban, I mean, of kids who suffer from gender dysphoria will grow out of it completely. Many of them will just become gay. And when was the last time somebody grew out of being a black person? What what are you even talking about? But the, the likening of this to a civil rights action is amazing. SB1's blanket ban prohibits potential treatment options that have been recommended by major medical associations for consideration. Then they quote WPATH, which is a propaganda group that is completely disconnected from actual medicine or decency. Assistant Attorney General Kristen Clark of the Justice Department Civil Rights Division says, quote, no person should be denied access to necessary medical care just because of their transgender status. So basically, you're now telling, I mean, honestly, I don't see the limiting principle here. So if you say that you are drugged, you're a drug addict, okay, but your drug addiction is not a medical issue. It doesn't cause you depression. It's fine. You're living a very happy life as a meth addict living on the streets. You're, it's, everything's cool. Not only is it not a medical issue, it is your identity. Your identity is that you are a meth addict. You're a person who identifies as a meth addict. So this means that if the government says you cannot have meth, the government is now discriminating against you and the DOJ will step in to make sure that you get your meth. That that is the equivalent argument here. The right to consider your health and medically approved treatment options with your family and doctors is a right everyone should have, including trans children who are especially vulnerable to serious risks of depression, anxiety, and suicide. My goodness, the the evil that is now emanating. I mean, this is truly evil stuff. When you have the federal government activating itself to make sure that screwed up parents can shoot their small children full of hormones and then move them toward the carving of a false vagina into their flesh from either a colon or the inversion of their penile tissue is insane. I mean, this is insane garbage. This is what Joe Biden needs four more years to do. Wouldn't it be nice if somebody asked the Biden administration about any of this, like with, with real scientific background? Wouldn't that be like really nice? But they're not. They're not going to do any of that because after all, must protect the precious, must protect the precious. You also have to protect the other members of the administration who are just as incompetent. So Kamala Harris, the absurdly incompetent vice president of the United States. Uh, we, we have a classic Kamala Harris moment here. I mean, there's a real deep thought here from the vice president of the United States. She is Kamala Harris as predictive text mechanism, as, as failed predictive text mechanism is the best, the best metaphor. Here, here we go.
1: I think it's very important as you have heard from so many mm. incredible leaders. Mary. For us at every moment in time, and certainly this one, to see the moment oh. in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist mm. in the history to and in the moment as it relates not only to the past, but the future.
0: I and then we're in the future. Yeah. Oh. Um. So that is a fifth grader who's been assigned a five paragraph essay in class on a book they clearly have not read. I'm going to read you the transcript of what she just said again, because it is amazing. She, she has a gift. It's not a great gift, mind you, but it is a gift. Quote, I think it's very important for us at every moment In
1: time, and certainly this moment, to see the moment in time in which we exist and are present, and to be able to contextualize it, to understand where we exist in the history and in the moment, as it relates not only to the past, but also to the future,
0: Um, what? So, um, explain. I wish it time is a flat circle. I'll crush this beer can and I will show it to you. That's what time is like. What is going on? How is this person vice president of the United States? How? How? Ha- well, we all know how because she's a black woman. And that's the thing that matters most of all. But. Never you fear. She's not the only candidate. You wonder why they're propping up Joe Biden? Why they're almost literally saddling a corpse on a horse and then just riding him around the beaches like El Cid? You wonder why they are doing this? This is the reason. The reason is because they cannot have the past
1: connected in so many ways to the future. But by the present interlinking like like a then
0: diagram. Like, they can't have that lady. They can't have her. So who else? We got Pete Buttigieg. who's over here talking about how he likes bridges now. Uh, I mean, that's great. Here, here, on Comedy Central, no less. Well, this, I, I agree with Elon Musk. We live in a simulation. We just, we live in a simulation. There's no other explanation. Here we go.
1: I was testifying in the Appropriations Subcommittee explaining how our budget was going to help with things like railroad safety, Mm -hmm. air traffic control, and other transportation needs. And we had to take a break so that they could all go and vote on a bill to kick uh, transgender teenagers off of sports teams. That was the priority uh, for the House GOP that day. So these things really are getting in the way of our oh. ability to get work done. We're literally building bridges and they're literally banning books.
0: Oh, and there's the Comedy Central lady. Mm, it's true. She seems very knowledgeable. She works for Comedy Central. Yep. It, we're literally building bridges and they're literally banning books. Okay, I, I, I want to know why he thinks books about like cartoon books like the most like why gender queer has to be made available to 5 year olds so he can build a bridge i'm needing an explanation i mean the dude can't even keep the planes in the air can't even keep the trains from derailing he's like but i'm building bridges guys i'm go away go go back on paternity leave you're more useful there meanwhile our atf director i mean again this entire administration is just a bleep show the atf director a person named steven dettelbach he was asked about the fact that you are the director of the ATF and it turns out that the president's son obviously violated gun laws. You got anything on that? He's like, nope, nothing.
1: Should the president's son be turned over since he violated Form 4473? I think that's been publicly reported that that is an ongoing investigation. Again, I am not going to comment on any ongoing investigation. So you don't take a position on we should have equal justice, we should not have a two-tier system of justice? I, I'm, I'm not able to comment on any ongoing investigation, whether it's the... the the undercover operations that you referred to or any particular case, I just can't comment under longstanding Department of Justice policy under both parties, administrations on pending investigative matters.
0: It's true. They've been they've been so not leaky. And then later they'll leak out whatever they feel like. Meanwhile, Secretary of Energy Jennifer Granholm, who is it is everyone in this administration has failed upward. Every single human. She was a terrible governor of Michigan. And then they thought she was going to run for president, but she had the crazy arms at the at the DNC back in I think it was 2008, and that kind of ended her. Well, now she's back, but she says that she supports—I kid you not—all electric vehicles for the military. Where are you going to put the charging stations, lady? We're going to have electric tanks. I'm going to need—I'm going to need like—I'm going to need a chart for you to explain how it makes our military readiness better to move away from. Fossil fuels that are durable and easily transportable. Tour like, what's the grid like in Afghanistan? Seriously, what's the power grid like? I want to, I want to know how are you going to build the the Tesla Power Wall in the middle of nowhere, which is mostly where American vehicles are. Here, here is our idiot Secretary of Energy saying that within seven years the entire fleet of military vehicles will be electric. Again, I'm not against electric vehicles, but you want to talk about lack of of. Actual, practical, real-world understanding, this would be it right here.
1: Do you support the military adopting that EV fleet by 2030? I do, and I think we can get there as well. And I do think that reducing our reliance on the volatility of globally traded fossil fuels, where we know that global events such as the war in Ukraine can jack up prices for people back home, It it, uh, does not contribute to energy security. I think energy security is uh, achieved when we have homegrown clean energy that is abundant, like you see Mm -hmm. in Iowa. We think that we can uh, be a leader globally in how we have become energy independent.
0: We are energy independent through fossil fuels. Uh, The the durability of electric vehicles, what is she even talking about? It doesn't matter. No one's gonna ask her any of those questions because they're all in her pocket because she works for Joe Biden. And again, must protect the doddering elderly fool in the presidency. All right, in just a second, we'll get to the new civil rights cosplay hero that is being dropped by the Democrats. Once again, we get to that momentarily first. Gents, you hate going to the doctor, I know. You have to make an appointment, spend half your day sitting around the waiting room, and often endure those uncomfortable conversations about, you know, what's going on with another dude you hardly know. Rex MD is FDA approved and the most trusted leader in men's telehealth. It's fast, simple, and cheap. You can access your US licensed Rex MD physician anytime you need afterward. Rex MD makes it easy and affordable to get generic and branded Viagra or Cialis online. No waiting rooms, no embarrassing trips to the doctor, no insurance, no co-pays. Did you know Viagra can cost it 90 bucks a pill? Rex MD has generic Viagra for as low as 2 bucks a pill. Just fill out those online medical questionnaires. A doctor will review your situation. If appropriate, will prescribe you medication. Your medication will ship directly to your door with free two-day shipping. It's fast, simple, and cheap. Plus, you can access your U.S.-licensed Rex MD physician anytime you need afterward. RexMD has already helped over 300,000 dudes gain confidence quickly and conveniently, and they are here to help you as well. Take advantage of their best deal yet at rexmd.com slash ben. Save up to 90% off by paying only two bucks per dosage. That's rexmd.com slash ben for up to 90% off. Again, rexmd.com for more details and safety information. All righty. So meanwhile, the Democrats have dropped their newest civil rights here. So the way that you become a civil rights cosplay hero in the Democratic Party is you say something that gets you banned on the legislature floor for like a week. I say something completely out of line that gets you banned on the legislature floor and then you lead protests that are actually violations of the rules of the chamber in this house. And then you go to the White House. That's the way this works. So we already saw this in Tennessee, where a couple of state legislators decided it would be a wonderful idea to essentially usher a bunch of protesters slash rioters into the Tennessee legislature and then stand there with a bullhorn in the center. And then they got booted out of the legislature. And then they got invited to the White House. One guy pretending that he was the reincarnation of Martin Luther King Jr. in very extraordinary fashion. Well, now we have the, the latest round of this. I'm really excited. This one is very exciting. So this is a Montana state representative named Zui Zephyr. Zui Zephyr, who is a dude who says that he is a lady. And on April 26th, this person got up and suggested that if you wish to actually prevent the medical sterilization and or mutilation of children, this means you have blood on your hands. This violates the house rules in the state of Montana. This person was barred from talking for like a week and a half. I have had friends who have taken their lives because of these bills. I have fielded calls from families in Montana, including one family whose trans teenager attempted to take her life while watching a hearing on one of the anti trans bills. And in that hearing, our caucus pleaded with the Republican chair of the Judiciary Committee to not allow certain testimony to keep decorum and we were told a lot of people have a lot of opinions on these things so when i rose up and said there is blood on your
1: hands i was not being hyperbolic
0: okay dude calm down um so this person who is again a man cosplaying as a woman is now cosplaying as a civil rights hero the lie here is that you have blood on So you don't have blood on your hands if you literally have blood on your hands. If you're a person who cuts the genitals off small children, then you don't have blood on your hands despite the actual blood on your hands. You've actually That's life-saving. But if you're a person who says don't do that, you now have blood on your hands because this man who says that he is a woman is saying so on the floor of Montana State Legislature. Okay, so how did this end? As it always ends, right? Montana Republicans said you're not allowed to, to do this because you can't actually accuse your fellow members of murder. The chamber voted 68-32 to bar State Representative Zoe Zephyr from being present on the House floor or in the answer room or in the gallery. That was after Zoe Zephyr's silencing led to heated protests at the Capitol on Monday. Zephyr will still be allowed to vote, but only remotely. So he cannot debate on the House floor for the rest of the legislative session, which ends next month. Republican leaders, again, declined to recognize this person on the floor and the microphone was disabled when lawmakers have debated because of those comments. And so this person, Zephyr, and his supporters, they keep saying her, but I'm correcting it for The Washington Post, held a rally Monday that resulted in seven arrests and upended proceedings at the Capitol as people jammed inside the chamber and kept chanting, let her speak. Republicans simply asked effort to apologize, accused him of de- violating decorum rules by encouraging protesters and disrupting the House proceedings. Meanwhile, Democrats said that the lawmaker was standing up for her constituents and the LGBTQ plus divided by sign community as she was elected to do. After not being recognized for a week, Zephyr was then given five minutes on Wednesday to address the motion to punish her. quote, "I will rise in support of my community," she said. "I will take the hard and moral choice and stand up in defense of the people who elected me." So just slow clap. This means this person is a hero. So much heroism, so much heroing. Again, if a Republican did this, let's say a Republican got up and said, "You know what? You guys have blood on your hands because you're cutting the genitals off kids. That's You guys have blood on your hands, and Democrats are like you're not allowed to say that. You are barred from speaking. And the Republicans are like, fine. I will lead these rioters into the building, and I will have them occupy the entire rotunda, and then they will yell at people. And then Democrats are like, "You're bad." Do you think the media would be like, "Ah, oh, that's a civil rights hero, right there? Civil rights hero," or is what is considered law breaking activity completely and utterly dependent on the perspective of the person who's breaking the law? Pretty obvious what what the case is here. Okay. Meanwhile, on the trans front, Leah Thomas did something that takes a lot of balls yesterday. When Leah Thomas decided to uh, bash feminists who believe that women are, in fact, women, said they're fake feminists. This would include, presumably, Martina Navratilova, the most famous lesbian of the last 60 years, right? Very openly lesbian tennis champion. Uh, Here is Leah Thomas, a dude, complaining that the ladies won't accept him, a dude, and his fully intact Twig and Berries. It's it's obviously a little frustrating to to feel that coming from your team that's supposed to
1: uh, have your back. It's also frustrating in the regard that they're like, oh, we respect Leah as a woman, as a trans woman, whatever. We respect her identity.
0: We just don't think it's fair. Right. And I think you can't really have that, that sort of half support where you're like, oh, I respect her as a woman here, but not here. That's just like you can't do that. You can't sort of break down me as a person into into little pieces and you're like, okay, this is okay, this is okay, (laughs) that's not, that's not. It's pretending to be supportive on some level but in reality, it's just, it sort of falls flat. You can't break me down into little pieces. That's
1: not possible. I'm too large for that.
0: Yeah, Thomas. You you will be forced to swallow whole these lies. You'll be forced to. And if you refuse to, then they will break you on the wheel. That is the cultural battle in which we now find ourselves. And the fact that the media are on the other side of that cultural battle should say to Republicans, perhaps should stop kowtowing not only to the media, but to corporate interests who continue to maintain positions that are untrue, that are absolutely false. Okay. meanwhile, the debate over the debt ceiling continues. Republicans have now passed a bill that would raise the nation's borrowing limit in exchange for cuts in government spending. Aiming to jumpstart talks with President Biden ahead of an approaching deadline for the federal government to avoid default, as according to the Wall Street Journal, the vote was 217-215. All Democrats voted no. Four Republicans opposed the bill. The razor-thin margin underscored the complicated politics expected to royal the debt ceiling debate. The Republicans' Limit Save Grow Act of 2023. Who names these things, by the way? Limit Save Grow? What are, what? It has no chance of passing the Democratic-controlled Senate because Joe Biden refuses to engage in any sort of conversation whatsoever. The White House has said Congress should simply raise the debt ceiling with no provisions attached, which, of course, is not how this is supposed to work. You lost the House election. You now have to negotiate with the people who won the House election. Biden said, I'm happy to meet with McCarthy, but not on whether the debt limit gets extended. That's not negotiable. Well, I mean, under what conditions the debt limit is extended, that would be the question. Is it not? After the vote, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said in a statement, Republicans, quote, must act immediately and without conditions to avoid default or... Or you should probably stop with the crap where you just get to dictate terms because you do not. Now, again, this all all debt ceiling debates rely on the allegiance of the media. If the media ever at any point actually recognize the fact that Democrats should negotiate with Republicans in good faith over this sort of thing, then the pressure would be on Democrats because Republicans passed a bill that does, in fact, increase the debt ceiling. But instead, the media presumably will turn Republicans into the baddies on this one. This is the, the pitch being made by Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. He said the speaker should drop the brinksmanship, drop the hostage taking, come to the table of Democrats and pass a clean bill to avoid default. So in other words, come here and uh, do exactly what we want. Meanwhile, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell urged talks between McCarthy and Biden. So Democrats are playing a dangerous game here because they're just going to continue moving forward on the premise that they, they will have to sacrifice nothing, not even negotiate on any of this stuff. And then they have the it's amazing. They have the gall to quote President Reagan, quote, the United States has a special responsibility to itself and to the world to meet its obligations. It means we have a well-earned reputation for reliability and credibility. And then Joe Biden says we must pay our bills. Congressional Republicans must do that. You mean, you pay your bills. You're the ones who are running up pay our bills. You mean by taking out another credit card? That's not paying your bills. It's taking on a new bill. That's the whole point of this entire debate. But it must, it must be wonderful to just have the backstop of the legacy media to back everything you do at any time. Okay, time for some things I like and then some things that I hate. So a lot of people are um, upset and, uh, and annoyed that Anthony Fauci and Randy Weingarten are now trying to walk themselves back from the ledge where they have spent the past three years trying to mandate masks, mandate social distancing, mandate shutdowns. A lot of people are upset with them. I think it's hilarious, and I think it's good. It shows they lost the debate. The reason they're trying to walk this stuff back is because they lost. So Anthony Fauci, who spent the last three years declaring that he himself is the science, while simultaneously saying things like every single person should mask and be mandated to, and that vax, maybe we should have mandates, and that small children should take the vax. It shouldn't be optional. Small children should take the vax. After recommending school closures for years on end, after recommending extraordinary restrictions on businesses, now he has the temerity to say, listen, I only made recommendations, man. It wasn't it wasn't me. I wasn't the policymaker, except that you demanded the power to actually control the debate. It, but I'd be angry, except that I think it's it's good evidence that he lost. Here's Anthony Fauci who lost.
1: Yeah, you weren't directly responsible for Prattville Elementary School closing or whatnot but because of the recommendations that came from you and other top public health officials, those are decisions that you saw school administrators make, governors make, and you understand the influence that your recommendations had on decisions like that, right? Well, that's true, Caitlin, but the point that I made in my response uh, to the reporter in the New York Times article was that what it is is that there was a personification of me as a person who essentially closed everything down. Those were public health recommendations that came from the CDC, and I have always been very supportive of the CDC. I was not trying to shun away from responsibility. We made a public health recommendation based on sound public health principles.
0: Oh, so now you're just recommendy guy. Oh, but I, but I, oh, but I thought you were the science. I mean, and if you're the science, then your recommendations should be taken as like the only thing that matters, right? You are the science after all. But you know what? They're all backing off of this. So, for example, is the American Federation of Teachers execrable leader, Randy Weingarten, the worst person in American public life, bar none. She's awful on every possible issue. Here's Randy Weingarten, who day in and day out is starting to look more and more like a chipmunk. Uh, Here's Randy Weingarten um, slash Gilbert Gottfried talking about how... um, Remote education, she literally said this. I mean, this is like the biggest lie. She she literally said in front of, they they should go after her for perjury. She said that they tried to stop remote education because it was not a substitute for actual school.
1: We spent every day from February on trying to get schools open. We knew that remote education was not a substitute for opening schools, but we also knew that people had to be safe. And maybe it's because- I live in New York City. I live near a hospital. Every other minute there was an ambulance. There was terror. Our members were terrified. Others were terrified. And what we were simply looking for was clear scientific guidance.
0: Um, no, you, 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 you were not a believer that, for example, schools should reopen. In fact, a couple of years ago, it was Randy Weingarten who was saying, this is in July of 2020, that it would be reckless, callous, and cruel to reopen schools. That's a direct quote. Reckless, callous, and cruel. So I could be angry, or we could just all acknowledge that they lost. Now, here's the thing for Republicans. If you want to nominate somebody who's going to run against this stuff, perhaps you should nominate somebody who's like a reopening person, and not somebody who split the baby, not somebody who hired, for example, Anthony Fauci as his lead. Somebody who is yelling at George about reopening. So maybe you might want somebody not gonna name names. We might want somebody who can run against this stuff. If it's so unpopular that now Fauci and Weingarten are running away from their own positions, maybe Republicans should run on that. That seems like a good thing to run on. Okay, time for some quick things that I hate. Okay, ladies, it's time for you to boycott Maybelline. Enough of this. So, so Dylan Mulvaney has a new ad campaign. Uh... Dylan I've never seen a gay man get so rich off of playing a woman. It is truly an amazing feed here. Here is uh, Dylan Mulvaney, who has now done ads for Maybelline. He is a sponsor partner of, of Maybelline. It's me. Okay, so for those who can't see, Dylan Mulvaney is now putting on the Maybelline and has transformed himself into a rather garish drag queen trying to mimic the look of Audrey Hepburn, but failing incredibly badly and in quite scary fashion. Maybe it's Maybelline, maybe it's a d- That's the, uh, the actual slogan of Maybelline. So the reason, you can't declare yourself a public figure and the face, the actual face of the men can be women movement and then not expect people to to actually sound off on that. Ladies, I'm imploring you, stand up for your own sex. Seriously, the dudes stood up for you on Bud Light. This is dudes who drink Bud Light and they're like, nah, not okay with this. Ladies, Stand up for your own sex. Seriously. You're the ones who are going to pay the price when men start cosplaying as women and winning all the prizes and stuff. So at a certain point, maybe you should stop shopping with the brands that mock you and treat you as fools and pretend that, that your sex is some sort of cosplay sexual fetish All right, guys, the rest of the show continues right now. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be jumping into the Vaunted Ben Shapiro Show mailbag. Remember, to have your question answered, you have to be a member. Become a member. Use code Shapiro checkout for two months free. On all annual plans, click the link in the description and join us. We'll get to more on this in just one second. First.